Let me tell you about Keeps here. Uh, if you're one of those people who's starting to be a little follically challenged, perhaps, there's no time like the present to do something about it because once your hair is gone, it's gone all the way. And it's a sensitive subject, but uh, it's, it doesn't have to be. Keeps is here. Keeps offers doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-backed treatments to stop hair loss and improve hair growth. Keeps physicians will help you select the right products and treatments for your specific condition and your individual hair goals. And Keeps, of course, has uh, they make it easy for you. They just you know get it right to your door. You do this online, take a couple of pictures of your hair, and they make it super easy with a licensed doctor helping you out with, every, with everything that you need. And you can connect with them uh, any anytime uh, you have any questions. With Keeps, get quality expert care without visiting a doctor's office or a pharmacy. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate new hair growth, or just take better care of the hair that you have, Keeps has you covered. Go to Keeps.com slash save. Get 50% off your first order. It's Keeps.com slash save. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. And welcome to the program, you sick, twisted freak. I'm uh, live up at the ranch in Idaho. We have a huge, huge broadcast for you today. We have Donald Trump in 60 minutes. We're going to talk to him about Hillary Clinton campaign spying on him. Uh, How did he know this before anybody else knew this? What does the New York Times article mean to him? Is he going to is he going to sue? And also, they keep talking about his financial team quitting. <laughs> Will they ever stop with this guy ever? That's coming up in 60 minutes. Stand by for that. First we start with Canada. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, the books. In fact, Stu, you, you've been reading in the Tuttle Twins books with your kids, have you not? Yeah, I'm 9 and a 10-year-old, and I mean, they're just, they're just great ways to actually get your kids to not be little socialists. Uh, there's, a, there's a really <laughs> famous uh, essay, I Pencil, which it's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, famous among conservative nerds, basically. Love it. Um, but yeah, it's a great story about how well, it's really the wonders of capitalism and explaining that in, you know, with the most simple object. And, like, it's not something you're going to read to your 9- or 10-year-old. However, there's a Tuttle Twins book about it. And it walks them through every little step so they can learn the, you know, the fundamentals and the foundations of capitalism and American life and the law and all these really important concepts that we talk about on the air every day brought to your, your kids, your teenagers, so they don't get influenced by, you know, some of this other crazy stuff that's going on in the schools and everywhere else. you gotta, you got to be, you got to really take proactive steps at this point to prevent 
the worst things happening. Uh, Tuttle Twins uh, books are fantastic. They have an extended Valentine's Day sale going on right now until the end of the week. Uh, they have uh, you know books for teens and children series as well. Just fifty dollars for all twelve books and activity workbooks as well. You can go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com right now. Get really the Valentine's great. Day d- yep. uh, deal. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in a crazy socialist world. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You got to get those books. They're just tremendous, uh, and we need them now more than ever. I want to go up to Canada. And spend a few minutes on what's happening up in Canada. It is truly becoming terrifying. Yesterday, in the last 15 minutes of this broadcast, the CBC released a statement from uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, who said he was invoking the Emergency Powers Act. Now, this used to be called the Emergency War Act, uh, but they changed the name of it in the 1980s. And he has said that this is just not... This is not going to hurt regular Canadians. Uh, It's just to go after these. Well, I think they defined them as terrorists yesterday. Uh, After the crowdfunding, I want you to listen to this This is Canada's Minister of Finance. Listen. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. This is amazing. Stu, do me a favor. Her name is Christina Freeland. C-H-R-Y-S-T-I-A. Christia Freeland. She's the Prime Minister or the Canada's Minister of Finance. So she's like the head of our treasury. Uh, Google her name along with the words World Economic Forum. Because this is exactly what the World Economic Forum wants to do. This is why they need their own Fed coin. This is why they need uh, insight into your spending. What Canada is doing right now through an emergency act, because this is terrorists. And don't think that the Biden administration isn't part of this. Canada will share all of this information. So anybody who gave money to the uh the truckers are going to be on a list and by the way relax you listen to this program they know you're listening to this program (laughs) if you're a subscriber to the play you're already on a list so don't don't let the list scare you you're already there um Uh, yeah she is uh, uh, she's on the uh she is on the website of the world economic forum she is a member of the forum's board of trustees board of trustees Mm -hmm. what a surprise This is the Great Reset in operation, just being brought in under the guise of emergency powers. Now, the problem has been that uh, Trudeau in Ottawa has tried to tow these these tow trucks away. And the tow truck companies are saying, "Uh, yeah, we got all our trucks out. We can't we can't make it. Uh, Here's Trudeau yesterday. Cut seven. One of the issues that we have seen is a challenge in uh, getting tow trucks to actually show up to 
uh, bring out to, to move these large rigs. In, mm-hmm. uh, in Windsor, uh, we relied mm-hmm. on uh, generous partnership with the Americans uh, to be able to get tow trucks to move the big trucks. Um, now, with mm. these measures that we've put in place, there will be an ability to compel for just compensation tow truck owners and operators to actually do the jobs for which they have contracts with various orders of government to keep highways and roads clear. So they're going to be compelled for just compensation. You're going to be compelled now. Why? Because you have other contracts with the government. Listen to me now. If you have any government contract of anything, cancel it, get out of it. If you are currently taking money from the government, stop taking money from the government. They they are luring everyone into their web. And they will compel you now. Otherwise, you'll lose your license. Yet something else from the Great Reset. Now, uh, I have uh, somebody who is a, well, she's not a Canadian, but she, I think she thinks she's a Canadian. Uh, Ricky, who is one of our executive producers, and she is, she lived up in Canada for a long time, worked in the news business, and loves Canada, and just hates their press, because it's just so bad. It's worse than ours, because it's being paid for by the government. So, there is a, um, there is a, a an op-ed in the Toronto Star, and the Toronto Star makes, uh, I don't know, the New York Times look like glennbeck.com. So uh, in the Toronto Star, very, very leftist, she was very excited because she said the, um, the op-ed wasn't all for the mandates. But I want you to listen to how what they wrote. Many will cheer the Trudeau government's decision to invoke the Emergencies Act to deal with border blockades and the occupation of Ottawa. They're fed up with the protests, and that's entirely understandable. Let me take a couple of places. First of all, you'll notice that the United States government said you've got to, because Trudeau did not make this decision until he heard from Biden, and Biden said you got to do everything you can you 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 stop this protest and get them off stop blocking the uh, the bridge you'll notice that they're talking now about the occupation of ottawa that's not where the bridge is this is about taking this emergency powers act not to help the economy that's what trudeau says but this is to unblock the streets of ottawa oh okay well that doesn't make sense But they say, you know, we're not going to join the cheering. And you read that and you're like, whoa, the Toronto Star. Listen to this. Federal emergency powers may now be necessary as a last resort. But going that route is a shocking admission of failure by the government at all levels. This was and remains a policing issue right from the start, even before the truckers convoy rolled into Ottawa. There were laws on the books adequate to deal with this. The situation could and should already have been resolved by good intelligence, smart planning, and effective coordination among police forces. 
But in Ottawa in particular, we've seen none of that over the last two and a half weeks. Instead, we've seen dithering and buck passing all around. Indeed, until a couple of days ago, the federal government's position was that local authorities had all the tools and resources they need to deal with the, quote, occupation. Did you ever read anything about this from any any major newspaper in America with Occupy Wall Street? Did you read anything like this from any major newspaper, New York Times, L.A., Times, Chicago, any of those major newspapers saying these kinds of things when it wasn't just protests? They were looting, robbing, killing, and burning cities for BLM. Did, did you hear any of this? So they are saying now all of a sudden the federal government is taking extraordinary measures of invoking the Emergency Act for the first time that the law was passed in 1988. Even if those powers will be, as the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said on Monday, limited time, geographically targeted, and don't involve actually bringing in the military, what's changed? Listening to the Prime Minister, it wasn't entirely clear. He said the occupation and border blockades are illegal and economically damaging. That's true. But it was true last week and the week before. You know, I'll go even farther than the uh, Toronto Star here. It was also uh, economically damaging uh, two years ago to shut everything down, to make sure everybody stayed in their house, to close down gatherings, to close down churches, to close down everybody except for the big boys. What is it that Home Depot could do that our True Value Hardware Store couldn't do why is it that our local people seem to care less about the deaths of their neighbors but some giant faceless corporation they could be in your community and they were fine with it because they what they what it doesn't make any sense all of the things that they are doing now in canada because they say of it hurts the economy yeah, it's a little rich coming from you guys now. Now, uh, the the Toronto Sun, which is just a regular liberal paper, um, says, what, what happens? I'm sorry, this is the star again. What happens if Trudeau's Emergency Act, uh, it, it, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, it might not work. Word is today from conservative uh, sources uh, that the tow truck companies are still not going along. You'll notice Trudeau said, and we're working with American companies. So are American tow truck companies? If you're on the border and you're a tow truck company and you're going to start pulling those trucks off, shame on you. Canadian tow truck companies aren't willing to do it. Now we'll see how brutal it becomes. People have been ticketed. What happens when the police show up and they're not willing to get out of their trucks? Are you going to drag families out of those trucks? You want to be seen doing that? The police are on the wrong side. This is, this is Bull Connor kind of stuff up in Canada. This is going to be a political and media nightmare. It won't be in the mainstream press, but here's the bad news for you guys. Nobody pays attention to you anymore. Nobody believes you. There is a there is a split in the entire world. It's not an American thing. And honestly, it's not a uh anti-government thing. It's not a um 
uh, a uh, rebel thing. It's not a revolutionary thing. It is just a human thing. When you've been lied to over and over and over and over again, and the lies are clear, and you're dealing with somebody who never apologizes, never uh, uh, corrects it, and continues to lie and double down on the lies, you no longer believe them. So there are those people who just, are, for some reason, they're just holding their eyes shut. No, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Those people who are just getting their news, news from the mainstream media, those people will buy all of this crap. Anybody who has read anything, anything from any alternative news source knows what's going on. So what happens when it doesn't work, Justin Trudeau? Will it make things even worse? I think it will. I think it will. I think people will dig their heels in. And you'll have more um, Americans and you will have more Canadians that if they see you dragging families out of a truck, if they see you in your riot gear with these people who have done nothing but sit in their truck, there is no violence. This is not BLM. Remember, we remember how you covered BLM. We see this. It's not going to end well. More people will dig their heels in and say, you know what? I may not be fully on board with these people, but I am against that kind of hypocrisy and fascism. Back in a minute. Our sponsor this half hour is realestateagentsitrust.com. We've taken a pretty good beating as a country in the last couple of years, and uh, like millions of Americans, we're all feeling the effects of it. And if you're one of those Americans, and you're trying to sell your house or buy one, or both, things can be really scary. If you're in a good market to sell your house, you you wonder, should I sell my house if I'm going to move across the street? Because what am I going to, where am I going to go? Am I going to be able to buy another house? You need an agent that is really good at coordinating things and negotiating and making sure that your house can sell fast and for the most amount of money while you're buying another house. It's really a scary thing. If you are in a place where everybody's selling their house and moving to a place like Texas, uh, well, you know, uh, maybe you should have the best real estate agent before they move out of the state too. have the best real estate agent that knows how to get the best price for your house in those conditions. These are the kind of real estate agents you will find at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. We recommend the people in your area that we find as the best in your area on a certain set of metrics that um, really kind of go to mm, who's the best in the, in the area. How long have they been doing it? What are the reviews? Uh, uh, how much money over do they usually get? How many houses do they sell? What is their media like, et cetera, et cetera? All the things that you don't want to even have to know. Um, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll find the best one for you. We urge you, you've got to interview them yourself uh, and make sure you feel good about it. But we feel good about these people. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
in Canada, there are demonstrations all over Canada. It is not just in Ottawa. It is it's all over in Canada. And there are two bridges that are being blocked right now. Some of the things that you you need to know, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association This, again, makes our ACLU look, uh, again, like GlennBeck.com. They are way left. You know how left ours, you know, ACLU is. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association, further left. Uh, This is remarkable, remarkable that they are coming out against Prime Minister's, uh, the Prime Minister's use of the Emergencies Act. Um, they said the federal government has not met the threshold necessary to invoke the Emergencies Act. This law creates a high and clear standard for good reason. The, al- the act allows government to bypass ordinary democratic processes. The standard has not been met. And they go on and on and on about how wrong this is. So you know what what Trudeau has done is he's bypassed the courts. He is he, you don't have to now go to a court uh, and get any kind of warrant for anything. You don't need to go to a court and say, hey, we need to look into these financial records. This is the Great Reset. They're just putting it into operation through the Emergency Powers Act. They wanted these these truckers to be like January 6th. In fact, it, it, I mean, it is, it's hysterical watching it from, uh, watching it from afar because the, the Canadian press, they are still pressing. This is when it first happened. They came out and a state broadcaster for the CBC said, you know, it looks like these might be funded by the Russian government. They're behind the movement. The Russians, yeah, Trudeau, you know, he's been speaking up for Ukraine. So it's Russians. Then they move to the Chinese. A lot of these truckers are being paid by the Chinese to do it. They're still saying these things in the national press. This is why these people have no credibility. And they are terrified of you. Terrified. Remain standing. You are winning. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, you don't have to have your finger, you know, right on the beating pulse of the news cycle to realize things are pretty bad. I mean, you can put your finger on the pulse of, I don't know, a two by four and realize, wow, uh, things are pretty bad. The future is far from certain. uh, And what is certain is that already grocery stores everywhere are dealing with short uh, supplies on things. It is rare to walk into one now and at least see some bare shelves. I've never seen that in my life. If anybody thinks that that is normal, I've never seen anybody my age. Never have we seen that except in a winter storm. My Patriot Supply can help you for what is coming. And the good thing is when you buy food, uh, you've already purchased it, so the price can't continue to go up, and massive inflation is coming. Right now, My Patriot Supply has uh, $50 savings off their popular four-week emergency food kit, 
These are the people that I have dealt with over the years to prepare my family. Please go to preparewithglenn.com. Get the $50 discount. Preparewithglenn.com. Protect your family now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to go to Steve, who is a truck driver out in Oregon. Hello, Steve. Hello, Glenn. Just calling um, to address the Canadian issue. I'm a yes, sir. driver now, former mechanic. If these guys want to stop them from towing their vehicles, Glenn, all they got to do is remove their brake airlines, remove the caging tool for your uh, brake pod, and you can no longer tow that vehicle. So, you know, Trudeau wants to get dirty with these but, guys. He wants to declare war on them. Well, they can fight back. And how do you mean that? Just by making their trucks uh, unmovable? Once you, once you remove the brake line, you have to have air pressure applied to a brake to re- release the brakes. Once the brakes are released, then the truck can be pulled, towed, or anything else. And if you can't release the brakes, you can't tow it. Okay. Um, what are your, what's your knowledge about these guys? Who are these guys? Do you know? Are you just watching it like regular people? I'm watching it like regular people. Listen to you. Listen to uh, other talk radio, and I can tell you for a fact. You know these guys. These guys have been. They've declared war on them. I mean, Trudeau should not be a leader in that country. He's a communist. It is. It's interesting, uh, Steve. Thanks for your comment. It is interesting to hear uh, Steve say they've declared war on these truckers. Well, it's kind of what they've done with everybody here that voted for Donald Trump, didn't they? After January six, didn't they do all of these things? They, without warrants, went in and looked at everyone's cell phone that had any that you were pinged anywhere near Washington D.C. that that weekend they have been uh using surveillance technology from the pentagon to surveil people uh they've been holding them without charge many of them without uh, being able to have a uh, a prompt hearing isn't this kind of the same thing they're just doing it to these truckers chad in ohio however the truckers never went into any of the buildings in uh, in Ottawa and even just walked the halls, let alone broke anything. Go ahead, Chad in Ohio. Glenn, hi. How are you today? I'm very good, sir. Good. Good. Hey, I'm a trucker here in Ohio. Uh, got another idea for everybody here, and it's not just for the guys in uh, Canada, the men and women in the United States, men and women in Canada that drive trucks. Hey, boys, we don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to protest or block a street. Let's just shut them off. Just stay home, stay in your driveway, refuse all loads, uh, you know, no fuel, no groceries, nothing. The only thing you'll miss is uh, stuff that comes on a truck, which we all know is everything. So let's just stay home, park them. Can't force us to go to work. You know, we got to stay safe. 
I, uh, Chad, I appreciate, uh, appreciate your, your thoughts. And I, I honestly am not going to make a comment on what to do and what not to do. I just know that, um, unless it is very well coordinated and very clear, uh, what truckers want, uh, that, uh, it, um, it will just add to chaos. And the problem with this situation is you, you're right. Chad's absolutely right. All they have to do is stay at home. And uh, they'd have a, a really great effect. Really great effect. Um, however, uh, you are dealing with people who want this kind of confrontation. And you don't want to hurt the people who are going to be affected by it. So it requires more people being in line with the truckers to say, yeah. I mean, what the, what the truckers are doing up in Canada and what Chad has just suggested is no different than Martin Luther King. That is exactly what Martin Luther, they, they pretty much shut down the bus lines. No one is going to ride the bus. They will walk. Well, those bus lines were funded uh, by an awful lot of black dollars. Uh, and Martin Luther King said, if it wasn't for the bus line strike, if it wasn't for those union strikes, they wouldn't have gotten anywhere. And this is why they're so afraid of you, because we've never stood up before. They've they stand up, but they're always violent. But we've never stood up before. And if we can stand up in the way of Martin Luther King and we're on board with each other, we'll watch each other's backs uh, you can put them out quickly. You can put them out of business quickly. It's why I have been suggesting uh, that we put together um, our states to stand against ESG and these banks. We hit them where they hurt. That's what Trudeau is doing to the truckers. Money. But you know what? Two can play that game. Hit them where they hurt. That's why the ESG legislation that is going through, we'll talk about uh, later, the ESG uh, Great Reset legislation is going through. That hits them where they hurt. They can't do business in those states with ESG, and the states are pulling all of their funds. And I hope you're doing the same thing. I hope that you are pulling your funds uh, from any of these banks that are playing ball with ESG and the Great Reset. Because what you're seeing in Canada is what is coming. It's what's coming. Uh, I saw a story. Did you read the New York Times today? The article on Donald Trump and, gee, how this whole thing is misinformation. Yeah, of course they they have they've jumped to the defense of of the people who yeah. are involved in this pretty pretty immediately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The entire narrative. This is according to the New York Times. The entire narrative appeared to be mostly wrong, or I love this one, or old news. <laughs> An example of the challenge created by a barrage of similar conspiracy theories from Mr. Trump and his allies. So, so let me give you one more. Upon close inspection, these narratives are often based on a misleading presentation or of the facts or outright misinformation. Okay, so let's just see what what we have here. Um, we have 
misinformation, conspiracy theory, uh, old news, and uh, right-wing outlets. <laughs> I mean, you've got the case. That's what the National Security Council, or I mean, the DHS came out with uh, last week. Hey, misinformation, disinformation. That's why we got to control these uh, websites out there. So they say the latest example began with a motion Mr. Durham filed in a case he has brought against Michael Sussman, a cybersecurity lawyer with links to the Democratic Party. A little more than links to the presidential or to the uh, Democratic Party. Um, In fact, I think the best article on this and one that's completely reliable comes from just the news. Uh, and John Sullivan, uh, Solomon, John writes in just the news, uh, special counsel, John Durham's investigation isn't just imposing accountability for Hillary Clinton's 2016, uh, uh, political trick to dirty up Donald Trump with the FBI, but it's also encroaching the credibility of president Biden's current chief of foreign policy his foreign policy advisor and point man for the current Russia, Ukraine crisis. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was a senior advisor to Clinton's 2016 campaign and by his own admission, spread the word to reporters back uh, then that Democrats believed Trump was colluding with Vladimir Putin to hijack the election and had a secret computer channel to the Kremlin. Neither of those things proved true. I haven't heard that one in the New York Times uh, article. By the way, I'm just bringing you up to speed because Donald Trump is going to be joining us in about 20 minutes. And this is what we're going to talk to him about. Uh, Sullivan gave sworn testimony to the House Intelligence Committee disputing anything the Clinton campaign spread around Washington was misinformation. But on or about September 15, 2016, campaign lawyer number one, this is according to um, the filings, Campaign lawyer number one exchanged emails with Clinton campaign's manager, communications director, and foreign policy advisor, gee, that would be Sussman, concerning Russia Bank number one. The allegations that Sussman had recently shared with reporter number one. Campaign lawyer number one billed his time for this correspondence to the Clinton campaign with the billing entry email correspondence with name of foreign policy advisor, name of campaign manager, name of communications director, regarding Russian bank number one article. That revelation places Sullivan squarely in the loop of conversations designed to spread the story that the FBI, former Russian special counsel Robert Mueller, and Durham's team have all deemed false. A month after those email conversations with the Trump-Clinton presidential race coming down to the wire, the story containing the Alpha Bank allegations surfaced in the mainstream news. And it was Sullivan who jumped into action, issuing a statement saying this could be the most direct link yet between Donald Trump and Moscow. The problem is, is they were using computer scientists and uh, some tech guy, uh, who we know who it is, um, to break in, hack in, use their clearance to hack into the executive office of the West Wing, trying to gather stuff of Donald Trump, also trying to gather uh, stuff from the Trump Tower. This is during the election. The Trump Tower, his personal phone, anything that they could get their hands on. Well, the problem is, 
is uh, the New York Times is saying, no, they were they were doing that uh, on behest of Barack Obama uh, and all of those things that they were spying on were where they were spying on Barack Obama. Um, and, and they were just they, they, they weren't doing this with Donald Trump. And and we we didn't know what we were just looking when it comes to uh, Donald Trump. Wait a minute. I thought you were only doing this with Barack Obama. When you were doing this with Donald Trump, um, it, you know, we were looking for Russian bots and uh, and then we happened to find them. So we gave them to the FBI. Yeah, the problem is the FBI came out right away and said, this is not that. And these people continued down the road of saying that. And they knew what the truth was at the time. This was clearly a uh, Hillary campaign uh, tactic. And people have to pay a price. If they can get into the executive office of the West Wing and they can go through the computer logs, that's a problem, don't you think? Can I add one other part? One other sentence, which I think is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen a newspaper write. It's right after what you had highlighted a second ago. Upon close inspection, these narratives are often based on a misleading presentation of the facts or outright misinformation. I mean, that just screams with so many talking points uh, and danger uh, intersections with danger that Mm -hmm. we could go through that for a while. But listen to this next sentence talking about the how complicated the issue is. Uh, They also tend to involve dense and obscure issues, so dissecting them requires asking readers to expend significant mental energy and time, raising the question of whether news outlets should even cover such claims. Like, isn't isn't that the theoretical justification for the New York Times existing, Uh, right? Like, the whole point of having a New York Times is to take a dense and obscure and difficult to understand issue and theoretically explain it so you can understand it. And they're saying that maybe, you know what, this is just too complicated. People don't want to think that much, therefore we shouldn't cover it? What the heck? If they're not doing... If they're not doing that, Stu, then they are just advertising. They're propaganda. Yeah. That's all they are. Because they will pick and choose which stories are too complex. Which stories are are just too hard for people to understand. I mean, can they really understand nuclear war? Can they really understand what it means, our relationship with China and Joe Biden's relationship with the sun? It's very complex. There's a lot of names that they don't know. It's funny because I've been able to do it without any high-tech stuff. I've done it with a chalkboard for years. They think you're stupid. I do not. Stop listening to people who think you're stupid because they're giving you only the things that they think you can handle. Back in a minute. That's crazy. That's crazy. Patriot Mobile. The sooner you switch to Patriot Mobile, the sooner you can start paying less. And I mean way less. Way less than you're paying right now with your major mobile company. And you know how I'm always telling you the major mobile companies donate a portion of your bill to leftist causes? Yeah, Patriot Mobile doesn't do that at all. In fact, they donate to conservative constitutional causes. Wouldn't you rather get behind something like that? Patriot Mobile, the only Christian mobile company and the only conservative Christian mobile company in the nation. And it's on the same cell towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service, although it's at half the cost. Patriot Mobile has affordable, customizable plans for any family, and they'll donate a portion of your bill to conservative causes, unlike the big mobile companies. 
PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. Switch, save money, and stand with the people who stand with you. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Donald Trump came out with a statement uh, on Sunday what Hillary Clinton and the radical left Democrats did with respect to spying on the president of the United States, even while in office, is a far bigger crime than Watergate. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it was covered by the media and what Mitch McConnell and the rhinos will be doing about it. Well, I can guarantee you Mitch McConnell and the rhinos won't be doing much about it, nor will the media. Um, we have Donald Trump joining us. Uh, right after this next break and your news break on most of your local stations, uh, we come back and stations, just be aware, I may blow through a couple of network breaks on this. Um, we hear from Donald Trump himself on this and more coming up. We all have to take control. If you're sick of this pandemic, then you can do something about it. Just make sure that you are taking care of your own health. Um, I take Z-Stack every day. It's specially formulated immune-boosting supplement. It includes zinc, uh, uh, quercetin, uh, I think that's what you, how you pronounce it, vitamin C, vitamin D. It was actually put together by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who is a, a doctor that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take hydroxychloroquine. Z-Stack has been scientifically formulated. It's kosher. It's GMP certified. And it's a product made right here in the United States. Take control of your own health. Go to ZStackLife.com slash Beck. ZStackLife.com slash Beck. And enter the promo code Beck. Get a small discount off your first order at ZStackLife.com slash Beck. Promo code is back. The one and only number 46 and no, number 45 and number 47, most likely. President Donald Trump joins us in just a minute. Stand by. scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no e real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. 
And we can't put on things we can't then verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay. Uh, we just don't have the facts. Well, Leslie, now you do. And President Trump is here to discuss perhaps why uh, CBS and everybody else is not talking about this. Welcome to the program, President Donald Trump. Well, thank you, Glenn. Great to be with you. Thank you. So uh, this is this is pretty amazing. Um, you were right when you said this is worse than a Watergate. This is far worse than Watergate. And we don't seem to have anybody in the mainstream media that cares about it at all. Well, in Watergate, they broke into an apartment in Watergate and uh, they took some things and uh, nothing good about it. And it turned out to be a disaster. Uh, this is far bigger. They uh, broke into my campaign and all of that. But perhaps most importantly, they uh, they broke into the Oval Office. They broke into the White House at the highest levels. So illegal. And as you know, being somebody that knows history probably better than almost anyone else, uh, that would have been uh, a short time ago, it would have been considered treason. And I agree. You know what? Treason is punishable by. Uh, and a longer time ago, it would have been punishable by death when we ran a tough country. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder ways, if country I like wonder if have been run. I wonder if there's going to be any punishment at all um, with this. I mean, Hillary Clinton uh, spying on your campaign, Trump Tower and the White House. The information was ginned up. Then it was fed to both the FBI and the CIA. They both right. said, we don't believe this is true. Why didn't the FBI and CIA come out when Leslie Stahl was singing, saying things like this and going, yeah, it is, it, is, uh, it is true. What they are talking about, none of that Russia stuff is true. And they were spying. Well, they didn't come out and nobody came out and they did everything possible to get crooked Hillary elected and uh, she didn't do well. And we did much better the second time, by the way, we got 12 million more votes than we got the first time. And they worked four years on that scheme, but uh, she certainly didn't do well, but this just came out very strongly. I, I w we were wondering, when are we going to hear from Durham? And uh, it yeah. looks to me like this is just a foundation. This is going maybe all the way to the oh, top yeah. because obviously the people on top at the very, very top knew all about this. The corporate media was involved in this. I mean, there needs to be, I think you would agree, a massive house cleaning with justice, uh, the FBI, the CIA, all of these agencies, house cleaning uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, but, the, but the corporate media... Help, you know, they were right there with them. Are you planning on suing anyone? Well, you know, they got Pulitzer Prizes for this. Uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. And Pulitzer Committee gave them various people who did a terrible job. I mean, they got it wrong totally right from the beginning. And they should give back their 
Pulitzer Prizes. They should be taken back, but the Pulitzer organization is very embarrassed right now, and uh, we know that for a fact. Uh, it's a joke, actually. It's a joke. And, uh, that's, and But the Pulitzer Prize is the least of it. Uh, people should pay consequence. And, you know, the crime is one of the biggest crimes that many people have ever seen, certainly politically. They think this is one of the biggest things they've ever seen. And it is far bigger than Watergate. Watergate's nothing compared to this. And Watergate occupied the entire front page of the New York Times, the Washington Post for for a long period of time. I mean, there were no other stories, literally. And this has not gotten, to the best of my knowledge, even a mention in either of those two corrupt papers. I think they're disgraceful. They're a disgrace to our country. And likewise, with the uh, ABC fake news, NBC fake news, and CBS fake news, I don't believe they've even mentioned it. And it's bigger than Watergate. It's worse than Watergate. It represents so much worse. I mean, think of it. They broke into the White House and they spied. And they literally broke How did in. You, this is a modern day break in. How did you know? Because you said from the very beginning, they're spying on us. Um, how did you know that was happening? You have the well, best actually, gut on you. Is it just gut or... I, I think it was a combination of things, but I'll tell you, the world blew up when I did that. And I put it out that something to the effect that uh, Barack Obama is spying on our campaign. And uh, I was watching a television program. I won't mention which one, but I was watching it. And somebody suggested that he was. And I felt there was something strange going on, really strange. And I just put it out. And I thought it would be a ho-hum. And I got a call like two minutes later from the head of communication saying, sir, did you just say that Obama was spying on your campaign? I, think I said Obama. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I did. They said, the wires are burning up. They're smoking. I, I couldn't believe it. And that was like, I think on a Saturday morning. You know, that's not, a, that's not really a hot time, right? And they said, the wires are burning. And now I know why, because they said, oh, my God, they, they caught us. They caught us. But the word, the, the word was, and do you remember how vehemently they, how dare he say that? How dare? And it was mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, yeah. normally you'd go into a shell. Oh, gee, how, why did I ever put out something so stupid? But I never took it back. And then over the years, you'd see it got worse and worse. And you'd see, and then people started saying, you know, I think, I think Trump was right about that. And you look at the Carter Page stuff, and you look at all of the different things that have happened, so many different things, really culminating. This is sort of an amazing thing that's happening with Durham, because a lot of people had given up, and they said, well, yeah. and he seems to be going forward at a level that nobody ever thought possible right i mean what he's revealing and if you really look at it and study it and read what they wrote this looks like it's just a foundation this is the the beginning they're building a building and this is the this is just a foundation on which a lot of big things are going to be revealed look i have very little doubt that the upper levels of government meaning the top level specifically and the vice level <laughs> if 
if he would understand it. I have very little doubt that they knew what was happening. Very little doubt. And you don't um, either, because that's the way it works. They come back and they report. When Comey went to me to tell me about the fake dossier, you know, to tell me these things, which turned out to be totally fake. It was like a fiction novel that this guy got paid like a massive amount of money. Somebody told me he got paid $12 million. That's more than the great James Patterson gets paid to do a, a number one bestseller. He paid the same one. But... But James, uh, James does a better job, and frankly, uh, yeah. I think this would be too more far-fetched believable. for James. This yeah. would be, that's right, it's uh, more believable. <laughs> Nobody would believe this. But think of the money he got paid, uh, and he turned Mr. out to be Mr. just a sleazebag. Mr. President, let me, uh, I don't, I, I'm sure you haven't read uh, my book on the Great Reset. I want to send it to you, because I am convinced that this is the reason all of this stuff has happened to you there is a a a globalization kind of of push and we're even seeing it uh out of the treasury in canada yesterday yeah. uh, and yeah. they they just could not have you in office because you believe in america first not to hell with the rest of the world but mm. that we take care of america first and i think you were I think you were targeted the whole time. It's why the it's why the uh, corporations came out right after the election and said, yeah, well, we had massive campaigns and we were helping. They were proud of it. I've never yeah. seen that before in American history. Do well, you do you are you familiar? Are you familiar with the Great Reset? Uh, I, I am looking forward to getting your book. I will read it okay. and talk to you about it. Uh, but I know what your Great, book okay. says and I've heard enough about it. And there is a great reset. And I just listened to your piece as I was waiting on Trudeau, where he was saying things that are unthinkable. What he was yeah. saying is unthinkable. Unthinkable. And to think this is happening in Canada is hard to believe. Actually hard to believe. It, they, was, it the, was pretty incredible to listen to that. They would have marched on the White House had you done that. Uh, and it's it's unexplainable. Let me ask you this. Last week, the DHS issued a terror bulletin targeting misinformation peddlers, basically fill in the blank, whoever is an alternative media source. Um, and they uh, pointed directly at people that are simply asking questions uh, of the authorities. I don't know if you've read that, but it seemed to be a threat or a way to intimidate conservatives. Have you read that sure. bulletin? And yes, because yes. the the New York Times article on you starts with the people who are peddling this so-called Durham truth are uh, mm. conspiracy theories, theorists and uh, per, uh, pushing misinformation, which is exactly from the DHS terror warning. Right. Can you believe it? You know, this is where uh, Venezuela started 20 years ago. Uh, this is, and, and you look at what's happened to that country, that's happening to this country. And we had it going in a great direction. Then we got sidetracked by, by the China virus coming in, and that's a whole other subject. And then we built it back up again, and we did an incredible job with Operation Warp Speed like nobody's ever seen. And, and I've been given great credit for that, but it was, it was an incredible thing we did and the timing. And, and by the way, therapeutics also. The therapeutics have been incredible. Uh, and so many, so many things were 
so good and so positive. And, you know, one of the things, if you question the election and, and just take a look at hap- as, as what's happened with the recent uh, finding of the uh, voter, uh, the, the voting, uh, what would you call it, where they uh, corral all the votes, they get them all and they drop them in the harvesting, I guess they would say, right. the voter harvesting. Yeah. Uh, nobody's ever seen anything like this where people went back and back and back and back and stuffed ballots and it's coming out in Dinesh D'Souza is, who I think you feel is a very good guy is doing something on it, but it's, I do. It's, it's not him. It's what they found the truth to vote yeah. people. And they found thousands I've, of hours of tapes of ballot harvesting, totally illegal where they're stuffing the ballot boxes and taking pictures of themselves so they can get paid. And this is a whole big operation And if you even mention it, they try and silence you as much as possible. But you're not silenced very easily, and I'm not silenced very easily. And, you know, with all the silencing, (laughs) this Hillary Clinton thing has turned out to be a monster. You know, the New York Times won't write about it. Washington Post won't write. Think of it. They broke into the office of the president in the White House, and they haven't written one story about it that I know of. I haven't seen anything. It's incredible. But this, well, I've seen one. I've seen one, and they call it misinformation. Oh, it's terrible. It's so incredible. It's so incredible yeah. that they can do that. Mis- it's, these are very corrupt people. These are very corrupt people, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And you know that as well as anybody. And you almost don't even know why are they trying to destroy our country. You know, the, the media, the, our country can really never do what it has to do with a corrupt press because that used to be like the policing agent and now it's not policing it's policing uh just what they want to police it's it's so corrupt and you wonder what are they doing why are they doing it that's what i i keep saying why why do they want to have i have millions of people come in you people come in you know why do they want to defund the police why you know these things are so basic and why do they want it? And they really believe it, I think. I, why do they want it? I, I will tell you, when you read The Great Reset, it is the Rosetta Stone. Because that was my main question. Why? What do they have what? to gain? Why would they do this? And right. when you see what the, what the deal is, and all of them are in on it, uh, Mr. Trump, or President yeah. Trump, all of them. Uh, and uh, when you when you see, you understand tech, you understand the media, you understand big business, you understand the corruption in Washington, you understand why leadership came out against you all around the world. It all makes sense. And if we don't, if we don't really address it, we're uh, we're going to lose our country soon because they're getting uh, more and more arrogant, and they also, I think, are afraid. I mean, I think Trudeau doing what he did yesterday shows. They're afraid. They're afraid of people waking up and standing up. Well, I will say this. There is a tremendous anger in this country, a tremendous anger. And, you know, it's interesting because it's sort of very similar when you look at Canada, what the truckers are doing. Plenty of Americans out there, too, by the way. But this anger is far greater than even what they have up there. And it's simmering. And they look at what's happened with the election. They look at what's happened with the borders, how people are, how jails are being emptied into our country from other countries. I mean, we're having some of the worst people on earth are, are being dropped into our country. We're like a dumping ground, like a trash Mm -hmm. basket. And, and 
uh, it's happening at a level that nobody believes possible. You know, when they say 2 million people or 3 million people will enter the country this year illegally, I think the number is many times that. I think it's many times that. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so, too. so bad. You go to Texas and you see what happens. It, to talk to the people living in Texas. They've never seen anything like it. Talk to the people living in Arizona. They say it's like they're living in a different state. And this all took place over the last less than a year. It's it's unbelievable what's happening to our country. And it just doesn't stop at the border states. I mean, they go right through and into the rest of the country. And then, of course, they're even delivered into the rest of the country. Forget about walking through. They are delivered into the rest of the country. And we don't know anything about them. We don't know who they are. When when they took this Afghanistan, which I think, and you do too, was the single greatest embarrassment in the history of our country. All right, That was the single greatest. But when they took all those tens of thousands of people out, no, we have no idea who those people are. And in there, you have many terrorists. And we will be paying a big price in the future for that airlift, which was so grossly incompetent. Horrible. Yeah. Mr. President, I know you have a very tight schedule. I thank you very much for being on the program today and uh, keep your spirits up. America uh, is a different place because of you in a good way. Thank you. Well, we have to get it back and you help a lot. And I appreciate it very much. The great reset. God bless you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you thank very you much. Guys. You bet. Bye bye. President uh, Donald Trump, let me give you our a uh, couple of quick uh, sponsors here for this half hour since we skipped our network break. It is um, uh, First American Financing. Uh, interest rates are rising sooner than expected. We were expecting them to rise much faster and much higher. Uh, that is, if the Fed believes that they can even fight it anymore, uh, the people who are pushing for the modern monetary theory are saying to keep these rates low so the people who need them, meaning the banks and the investment firms, can still get uh, low interest rates. It's a real problem. You need to get your loans secure right now. If you have um, any kind of loans from credit cards, you're probably paying really high prices. If you have a mortgage that you're paying over 3%, Call American Financing. Roll these things in if you can. Otherwise, just refi or if you're buying a new house, get it locked in at the lowest rate possible. And the people who can help you are American Financing. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. We have Mike Lee on uh, next who introduced a bill last night uh, to stand against all these vaccine mandates. We're going to talk to him uh, coming up in just a second. Stu, thoughts on Donald Trump and what he just said? Well, I mean, it was pretty interesting. He's obviously it would be interesting to see his take on on the book if he if he gets it and and reads it. You know, the motivation has always been, I think, the big question uh, of why these things would go on. And I, I hope he. I hope he gets a hold of that New York Times piece today too, because he would have a lot of fun with that one. That would—that's oh. a, a fascinating, oh my fascinating gosh. tale. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, the, the only real report that they've done is to say that it's misinformation and way too complex for people to understand. Maybe we shouldn't even They don't even it. know if they should report on it. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Look, there's lots of big it's words. Insane. There's sent- like commas and oh. sentences. And I mean, it's just too much for people. Let's just, just ignore it completely. Just, they just think they are so much better than you. It's remarkable. All right, Mike Lee. With the vaccine, uh, vaccine mandates and funding of the government. The Next. Back program. Have you ever noticed that when your car starts making a new sound, it's not really anything good? The mechanic's never going to say, oh my gosh, I've been waiting to hear a car make that sound. That means it's going to run forever. It's horrible. Cars are unpredictable, and your car is no exception, and that's why if you're out of warranty, you're rolling the dice every time you pull out of the driveway. There is a way to stop that problem, and that is get car shield, get covered. A covered repair car shield is the best. They have affordable monthly plans uh, plans that you can pay as little um, as around as 100 bucks a month, and you're locked in with that rate. So, you know, never are they going to go, Oh, you know what? The price of chips. Nope. Nope. It's $100 a month. Uh, They have to pay the extra. and They have to take care of the rental car while yours is in the shop. It is really, really a blessing when your car is in trouble. CarShield. Visit CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Deductible may apply at CarShield.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go with the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Dear Senate colleagues, we have consistently opposed President Biden's federal COVID-19 vaccine mandates which would force millions of Americans to choose between an unwanted medical procedure and being able to provide for their families. For legal, constitutional, and policy reasons, we remain not only strongly opposed to the mandates, but also firmly convinced that the risk of inaction on our part is unacceptably high. That is the opening paragraph uh, from Senator Mike Lee, and it is signed by... Uh, at least six of the top 10 conservatives uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, Mike Lee, Cynthia Loomis, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Mike Braun, and Roger Marshall. And uh, Mike Lee is on with us now. Hello, Mike. Hello. Good to be with you. Thank you. So what is what is your plan? What are you doing? Look, we've got millions of Americans. We're still under vaccine mandates. And while the the granddaddy of all of them has thankfully been rejected by the Supreme Court, and it's now been pulled back by the administration as a result, a number of dangerous federal vaccine mandates still remain. And and those mandates still cover many millions of Americans, huge sectors of the workforce. So meanwhile, the the administration ignores natural immunity and and the fact that vaccines are, uh, you know, not necessarily stopping people from getting the virus. Some of them have become less effective with the variants. So we can't claim to be a free country when the government's forcing millions of people to choose between a paycheck and an unwanted medical procedure. And so that's that's why I and and, and my colleagues that I've mentioned are saying is enough is enough. We've got these 
truckers in Canada and people across this country who know that the vaccine mandates are wrong. They're, they're bravely standing against this authoritarianism. And so what we're doing is we're sending this letter saying we stand with American workers and families. We, we stand with individual choice. We stand with millions of federal contractors, medical professionals, and federal employees and military personnel in saying that their freedom matters too. We shouldn't be funding the government without independently casting a vote on withholding funding for the enforcement of these unwise, tyrannical mandates. So you have a uh, continuing resolution, which is, you know, we don't pass budgets anymore. We just, yeah, just keep doing the same thing. And in it, um, you'd be funding the vaccine mandates. And what you want to do is uh, vote first on no vaccine mandates in the continuing resolution. And then you'll vote for the continuing resolution. Otherwise, you're not voting for it. Yeah, that's the point, is that every time we pass a continuing resolution, it's sort of like a a reset button that continues to fund all of government at the same levels for a certain period of time. And what what we're saying is that if you want us to vote on something like that, you need at least to give us an opportunity to vote to, say, fund everything else in government, but not enforcement of the vaccine mandates. And if they don't give us that, we're not going to make it easier for them to pass this faster. We have procedural rights in the Senate, and uh, they need our agreement uh, to to expedite the vote on this. And we're saying we're not going to do that unless you give us a vote on defunding the mandates. So here's the question, because as part part of the Blaze family, um, conservative review is uh, with us. And... They, I know you guys are among the top 10 conservatives uh, because they rank you. And it's a it's a pretty uh, fair ranking, I think. Um, but when you look at Mitt Romney's score, Stu, what is it, 52? Something like that, yeah. In the uh, 50s. Yeah, something like 52. And I believe Mitch McConnell is either 40 or 42. <laughs> is, is the leadership going to go with this? Well, look at it this way. We had another vote basically identical to this one back in December when we passed the last continuing resolution. And we got uh, uh, every Republican who voted that day voted for the amendment, voted to say we should not be funding the vaccine mandate. The vote ended up being 48 to 50. Democrats won. We had two absences that day. It otherwise would have been 50 to 50. Now, since that time, the vaccine mandates have become even less popular. And since that time, Democrats have started to see that this whole fiasco needs to come to an end. They've started to realize how unpopular it is back home. So I think if Mm. we're able to cast this vote, I think we not only get every Republican, I, I think there's a decent shot. We've even got some Democrats who will vote for it. Because the American people don't want it. They know that it's morally wrong for government to tell people that if, if you don't bow to presidential medical orthodoxy, we're going to render you not only unemployed, but unemployable. That's wrong. So when does this go up, uh, Mike? When, when, when are you guys hoping to pull this off? 
The current continuing resolution expires on Friday. And so uh, it'll happen sometime between now and the end of this week where they will need to move forward. And in order to process this, they will need us and need to give us a vote. Remember, they did this just just back in December. There's no reason why they couldn't do that again now. And I, I think it's important that we do it right. now. I think it would be irresponsible and disrespectful of those we represent to say, oh, no, we're just fine with with telling moms and dads across America that they're not going to be able to put bread on the table if they disagree with the president on whether they should get jabbed. So this is H.R. 6617, correct? Yeah, that, that's the number okay. of the continuing resolution okay. passed by the House. When it comes over here, uh, we want to vote on an amendment to it. Okay, so you you need to call your senators and tell them uh, that on the continuing resolution, you want the Mike Lee uh, amendment and uh, and make sure that they hear your voice. It actually does matter, especially if they're on the fence, if they're just convinced otherwise. But there's a lot of people, even Democrats now, as Mike said, that could be swayed. So call your congressman on the continuing resolution in the Senate this week. You want the Mike Lee amendment passed, and you don't want federal mandates to be funded anymore. This protects all of our media. Or, I'm sorry, media protects all of our military, protects our health care workers, and uh, protects those who are working for the federal government right now. Mike, uh, thank you for your work on this. Can I ask you a couple of other non-related questions? Um, of course. I, just, well, I should wait for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just had um, President Trump on a minute ago, and he said that this spying, if it is as we think it is with the Durham investigation and what facts we have, he says it's worse than Watergate. I tend to agree with him. It's much worse than Watergate. Would you agree or not? Yeah, I tend to agree with you and with what you've described yesterday, which is this information. If this is true, this is a highly effective, highly intrusive and extraordinarily breathtakingly illegal form of manipulation that, that would put uh, what happened in Watergate to shame. So, yeah, this is uh, this is really troubling. We will get to the bottom of it, uh, and I hope that happens quickly. Uh, very, very troubling. Yeah. Um, last question. Uh, states all over the country are considering now, we've got about 23 states that are considering anti-ESG laws. Um, can you put the Great Reset into context for people on uh, how important you think this is to what we're really facing yeah, well, first of all, uh, when people read your book uh, on this very topic, uh, they'll, they'll see some things that are coming that are very disturbing. And it's, it's one of the reasons why we ought to look not only at what happens within governments, but also what happens within corporate America that can change outcomes for society, that can diminish choices for individual people. And uh, how do you book is a great way how do to you be informed ad- on that. Thank you. How do you uh, address people who say conservatives 
who say this is the free market. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, well, uh, while literally true, it's not limited to that. Um, if if this movement, if these things happening as part of the Great Reset, um, limited themselves to the free market, that would be one thing, but they don't. They, they, they're working arm in arm, hand in hand, um, uh, across platforms, across nations and uh, across governments and between governments and corporations. And so uh, all of these things have to be taken together. And this isn't solely a corporate action. So it's not fair to say this is just a free market because these folks aren't content to compete with that. There's a, we've got a great leader in Utah, our, um, our state treasurer, Marlo Oaks, has been talking a lot about ESG and uh, he's got a background in investing. And he's pointed out what a very significant threat this is to liberty and the fact that if this is allowed to take hold, this is where you get this very unholy alliance between governments and corporations that can really do a lot of harm uh, to economies, but especially to poor and middle class families in America. I have to tell you, Mike, if you look at what happened yesterday with the Treasury up in Canada, it is the Great Reset without being the Great Reset. It's just through emergency powers. It's terrifying, really terrifying. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. If you want to find out or help this guy, he is he and Rand Paul have the highest score for conservatives uh, in uh, the Senate uh, out of all of them. uh, And he's way ahead (laughs) of all of them. Uh, You can help him stay and fight for the Constitution. Lee for Senate dot com. Lee for Senate dot com. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. God bless. All right, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor this half hour. It is LifeLock. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on that you just can't. I mean, how do you stop cyber thieves coming in and stealing your identity? Well, I'm watching my identity being thieved right now on the uh, the dark web. I don't even know how to get to the dark web, for the love of Pete. How am I going to stop anything? You can't, nor can anyone, catch anything. But LifeLock can catch a lot. And if something slips through, they have a whole team of people to work to clean that up with you. Now, LifeLock is having a special of 25% off the first year with the promo code BECK. Get the peace of mind that comes from knowing somebody is watching your back. Somebody is watching your digital self. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECKSAFE, 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. The Glenn Back Program. Yeah, Stu, have you heard about Tiger Team? Tiger Team. <laughs> it's the new White House Task Force Tiger Team. <laughs> I'm v- very excited by Tiger Team. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So uh, Tiger Team is led by the White House, and they are quietly, well, not so quietly. I mean, it's in the Washington Post, so I think you blew it on the quiet part. 
Tiger team is gaming out how the United States would respond to a range of jarring scenarios from a limited show of force to a full-scale mass casualty invasion of Russia or Ukraine. Oh. The White House Tiger team has staged two multi-hour tabletop exercises, including one with cabinet officials, to bring the scenarios to life and assembled a playbook that outlines an array of swift potential responses, starting with day one and extending through the first two weeks of an envisioned Russian invasion. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I, I want our military to be doing this. I just don't want them to be doing it in the basement of the White House. Can you do that? I hope you're doing these kinds of things. What happens if the moon all of a sudden turns into an actual man and he's got a big moon gun? <laughs> I hope you're always planning for things that may not happen. I, I, uh, Operation White House Operation Tiger Team makes me a little nervous. Maybe it's just me. Could be Afghanistan that makes me nervous. Uh, by the way... The stakes, this is the Washington Post buried in the story. The stakes are especially high right now following the rocky Afghanistan withdrawal. The administration faces added pressure to avoid a damaging outcome from a Russian invasion, which could abruptly throw Ukraine into weeks of unpredictable chaos and bloodshed. So, wait, what? <laughs> While the chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal hurt U.S. relations with its Western allies, Russia's bellicose moves have arguably brought them closer in the face of a common threat. Administration officials say this time they have to go out of their way to provide intelligence to other countries. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want them to. I don't want them to. I really don't want them to. Yeah, I mean, should you remember... The Tiger team is on it. They did this thing after Afghanistan where... They told uh-huh. us over and over again it couldn't have gone better. So, yeah. like, if that's the way they plan, I don't want a Tiger team or any other sort of team planning anything for this. No. They should probably just no. roll the dice and see what the outcome no. is. Uh, or hand the job were off to somebody the, else. Were any of the pussycats on the Tiger team now, were they on the Afghanistan pussycat team? Because <laughs> I'd like to keep those two separate. Who's on this Tiger team? And I, I don't care if they invade uh, no military in Ukraine. No U.S. military in Ukraine. Who's with me on that one? Mm. Show of hands. It's going to take me a while to count, but I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot. We should, we should alert the Tiger Team. God help us. We don't have any white tigers on that team, do we? This is... The Glenn Back Program.
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, some breaking news. As they would say in Britain, I think, the pedo prince, uh, Prince Andrew, has reached an agreement with his accuser over, you know, was he sleeping with underage girls or not? So it's all over. Uh, anybody looking for justice? <laughs> Look to another universe, my friend. All right. We have some really good news, but we need you to go to work on something. It's going to take you five minutes to do, but I need you to stick around because some good news and a little bit of work to finish it off in 60 seconds. Oh, sure, you can sleep on any old set of sheets, I guess, but you're not going to... What is it like when you're... Sleeping on the sheets made for a king. You don't want to sleep on those sheets that were made for a prince. That can be dicey. And for goodness sake, don't be anywhere near a black light. You won't sleep ever again. Anyway, a good set of sheets made for a king, but uh, actually priced for you, me, it's great. It's my pillows, Giza Dream Sheets. And he's got a great deal on these dream sheets right now. Ultra soft, breathable, extremely durable. No matter how many times the prince might wash these sheets, they're they're going to still hold up no matter what he throws at it. I'm just saying. 60% off now the Giza dream sheets. As low as $39.99 with a promo code back. Go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Make sure you use the promo code back. You'll uh, get Mike's uh, book for free. Uh, also, the 60% off flash sale of these great sheets. 1-800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. So uh, I have a couple of people that I want to introduce. Uh, Justin Haskins, he is the co-author of The Great Reset. He is also the editorial director of the Heartland Institute and editor-in-chief of StoppingSocialism.com. Uh, hello, Justin. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so well, Glenn. How are you? You're doing so well. Good. You got a little touch of COVID, I hear. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just a touch. Um, I don't get the full-blown yeah. touch. No, no, no. You got to be Canadian to get that. Um, so, Justin, hold on a second, because uh, I also have Michael Murphy on the phone. He is a Kansas state representative from Kansas, and he has uh, he's introduced uh, a bill inside the Kansas House February 9th and referred it to the Committee on Financial Institutions and Rural Development the same day. And uh, I think it's coming up for a vote soon. Michael Murphy, how are you, sir? Well, I'm doing pretty good, uh, Glenn, and I, and I do have to say that after listening to you the uh, last couple of minutes, that perhaps we need to get a prince uh, on board to maybe pass through. Uh, to maybe, I'm sorry, I missed that last part, to maybe what? <laughs> we, we need a prince to push this uh, bill on through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think you wanted that one, that particular prince. Um, so tell me what you tell me how you got onto this uh, and what it took to 
get it to the place that it's at, and what's it going to take to get it over the hump there in Kansas? Well, I've been uh, aware of what social credit score in China and ESGs for quite a while, uh, probably uh, due to you and a couple of others uh, who have you know brought it to attention, you know, months or maybe even you know years ago. And um, I, I did happen to hear you interview with uh, with JD in New Hampshire uh, here a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that's that yeah. sparked me to go ahead and and uh, and do the bill. Um, I think it's I think it's a good bill, but I'll tell you what they are coming out of the woodwork against it from the banking side, and uh, some from oh, the I business side as well. Yeah, and they're they don't yeah they don't like they don't like it at all, and so we. We've got some really good support on one side. We've got some strong opposition on the other. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm hoping we can kind of so get the gra- grassroots behind there, it. We'll put some pressure. Yeah, they're they're trying to make this, and they're pulling Republicans off of this by saying, you know, that it's a uh, uh, a you know freedom of the market and uh, the free market, and you know we don't want to tell businesses what they can and can't do. Uh, Mike Lee was just on, and I just asked him about that argument, and you should go back and listen to it, uh, because that's the argument a lot of Republicans are starting to make, and it's nonsense. And I've read your bill, um, Section 1, no bank or trust company doing business in this state, either directly or through the use of an outside contractor, shall discriminate against, advocate for, or cause averse treatment of any individual business or other customer based on subjective or arbitrary standards, including but not limited to social media posts, participation or membership in any club, association or union, political affiliation, employer, social credit score, uh, environmental, social or governance criteria or other similar va- uh, values based or impact criteria. You, then you go on to say this doesn't mean that you I mean, if there's safety for the bank, because there's something else, you can consider that. But you just can't do this. And of course, you can you can look at somebody's loan worthiness. Um, and then it says you can offer ESG products, but you have to explain what they are. And then the penalties. Then you do the same thing for credit unions. And what's the third one for? Or is there only two for, for yeah, state credit unions? Oh, and for businesses. So you've covered them all, and it also says it doesn't change anything but this. So what's the well, argument? Well, the argument is from the bankers is they're afraid of frivolous lawsuits, as I said. And I, you know, my I made the I made the comment. I said mm-hmm. you're afraid of something that's unknown, uh, while we uh, are avoiding uh, paying attention to something that's known. That's that's uh, you know this big behemoth that's riding down on us. And you're worried about the little uh, guy with the, you know, with the rubber bow and arrow behind the tree, <laughs> you know? Correct. Correct. I mean, you know, if if I'm going to sue you, it'll be thrown out as a frivolous suit unless you are using a social credit score, unless you are, you know, using environmental, social or governance uh, criteria or you won't do business with me because I voted for Donald Trump. That stuff right. we know is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. It already is. Yes. I when does this come for a vote? Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. It's not been set for a hearing in the in the finance committee. Uh, they should set a date here, maybe today or tomorrow. Uh, we'll and we'll we'll take it from there. Uh, I did tell him we had a had a meeting with with a number of um, bankers representatives and representatives the speaker yesterday, and uh, they they voiced their uh, their opposition and their and their uh, pro, you know their proponent side uh, as well. 
And um, I, I did tie it uh, to them. Most of them are familiar with the CRT stuff. I don't, did tell them we were lucky enough to have yep. Jim Lindsay here a week ago, and he tied Excellent. a good job of tying the two together. And that's when I picked up about 12 more Coast Busters. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, that helped a lot. And then once we, uh, yeah. so anyway, I told them, I said, these two things are, are, are both, you know, gears on a, in a, in a machine. And if we can take a couple of them out, we can at least slow the machine down. And, um, and I Correct. told them, I said, I hope, I, I hope that you don't look back on this day and say, oh, we could have stopped this. And now it's too late. And so, so I, what do you need? I, I, what do you need people in Kansas to do? I need them to contact uh, the uh, the chair of the uh, uh, finance institution, financial institutions, uh, Representative Jim Kelly, uh, the House Majority, the House Speaker, and your your individual representative. If you live in Kansas, uh, send send in, in your own words uh, what you would like to happen, and uh, tell them it's that it's important that this get through and get it and they get a same. Um, I can give you the um, I can give you the email for Jim Kelly if you'd like. Yeah, sure, quickly. It's by the way, it's House Bill twenty six sixty four. It's the anti ESG bill. That's right, correct, ahead. and it would it would be Jim dot Kelly. That's K L K E L L Y at House dot K S dot gov G O V. Okay. And uh, thank and you also, very much. And also, and also, the speaker would be good too. And uh, okay. I'm getting a lot of good re- I'm getting got a lot of good response, and I think pressure from the grass, grassroots might push this forward. Uh, I appreciate it. I think you're going to be surprised at the grassroots on this one. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate it. Let me go back to Justin. Uh, Justin, you have been one of the guys who have been working with these uh, legislatures. You have another one um, in New Hampshire. They're going to vote on it either today or tomorrow. How's that going? Right. Well, uh, as we're seeing in many places across the country that are working on this issue, and there are about 20 states doing something on an anti-ESG bill, the biggest opposition we're seeing is in is is coming because all of these bills are being proposed in states where Republicans have most of the political power, if not all of it. Um, what we're right. seeing is that it's the biggest opposition is coming from Republicans and the Republicans who are arguing against it. It's not a majority of them. It's usually just a, a small group of them. But they're saying this is a free market issue. And and, uh, you know, you just need to let banks and financial institutions and all these people discriminate against individuals and other businesses no, as they see fit, because that's if free, it were, that's their argument. If if it was a bank, great. But it's all of the banks coordinating with the government and big business on an agenda that doesn't, I mean, by their own words, they say it's not based on profit. It is based on, on uh, environmental standards, social standards, on making the world a better place. Well, that's not the free market, man. That's not the job of the bank. That's not the job of Nabisco. No, that's that's exactly right. These these are massive, often multinational corporations that have no allegiance to the United States at all. In many cases that have massive amounts of their ownership is overseas. They don't have any allegiance to the Constitution. They have special legal and tax advantages that the rest of us don't have. They regularly receive bailouts and government funding that regular people don't get. 
work hand in hand with government. Many of them have lucrative government contracts. Uh, they get trillions and trillions of dollars have been pumped into the financial system through the Federal Reserve over the past 10 years. It's the only reason this system is able to exist, because they're all going to get rich no matter what they do with ESG mm-hmm. scores. So the idea that this is some sort of a, a free market system is the most ludicrous thing imaginable. There's nothing free market oh, about is. this at all. Listen to this. Um, this uh, came in from Alex Wong. He's a uh, reporter. Uh, And he's been watching this. He said in his Build Back Better legislation, President Joe Biden wanted to spend five hundred and seventy billion dollars over the next decade on green causes, mostly focused on climate change. Fortunately, that bill seems to be dead. And yet now the Biden greens, that's to say the green administration, have their eye on a bigger pot of money with which to pursue their climate agenda. The assets of American banks. These assets total nearly $23 trillion, according to the Federal Reserve. A crucial vote on whether or not this sneaky policy will proceed will be held, I think, today when the Senate Banking Committee votes on whether to advance Biden's Federal Reserve nominees, particularly the nomination of Sarah Bloom Raskin. Uh, The Federal Reserve System, the Fed, as it's called, is the principal body that oversees and regulates banking in the U.S., After the failure of Build Back Better, the Fed is Biden's preferred mechanism for advancing his version of the Green New Deal. After all, the Fed has vast power over the banks, including whether or not they can lend money to or otherwise finance fossil fuel companies. From the Biden point of view, this seems like a clever strategy. It has been said of the banks, that's where the money is. Biden wants to gain control of the Federal Reserve's seven-member board of governors, Of these seven slots, three are currently vacant. On January 14th, the White House named three candidates to fill those slots, all of whom are friendly to the Green Scheme and to the Great Reset. If the trio is confirmed by the Senate, they will join a fourth Democrat already on the board, and the left will have gained control of the Fed. What do you think of that? I think that this is absolutely the path forward for them. And and we don't have to guess. We don't need speculation. They've been very open that this is what's going on. When they had that meeting in Glasgow recently uh, for COP26, uh, they announced, and this was backed by Joe Biden, it's got lots of support from the Biden administration. John Kerry was openly in favor of it, the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero. You just mentioned 20-something trillion dollars in the United States tied up in banks. Well, the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero has more than 450 banks, insurers, and asset managers in dozens of countries around the world with total assets pledged toward enacting this whole Great Reset ESG scheme of $130 trillion. So the idea that this is just something that the little guy can, well, you know, if your local bank's discriminating against you, just go to a different bank. Oh, if a local corporation is discriminating, you just go to a, just buy from a different corporation. They're all going to be in on it. They're not going to have any choice. And the people who resist are going to be pushed out. They're already being pushed out by massive asset managers on Wall Street, BlackRock and State Street Global Advisors and others. So you will have gonna, to go along with this. I'm going to come back with Justin Haskins because I'm going to tie this into what the Treasury Secretary or the finance minister of Canada announced yesterday with their emergency powers. This is what the Greek race great reset does. They've just done it with emergency powers. And we'll talk about that in 60 seconds.
First, if you woke up tomorrow and half of everything you own was gone, just gone. Someone came by and took it in the middle of the night. Hint, hint, probably the government. Uh, What would you do? Well, it may sound outlandish, but in a way, that's exactly what is apt to happen with inflation rising the way it has been. You know, people in Germany, uh, because I've read their diaries, before hyperinflation hit, they said we had never even heard of the word hyperinflation. And now, three days into it, it's all anyone can talk about. People don't understand how fast this is going to come and just destroy wealth. Please, please find out if it's right for you to protect yourself with something physical and tangible like gold or silver. Right now, one additional week, Goldline is extending their special on historic $5 gold Indians. These are collectibles. Do your own research. And Liberty Coins. Call them to find out how to qualify for the free gold and silver when you acquire these historic items. I buy them. Ask them why I buy them. That's 866-GOLDLINE. Call them right now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, I want to play Canada's Minister of Finance uh, yesterday during the Trudeau press conference on emergency powers. Listen carefully to what she says here. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Okay, stop. Everybody is focusing on, you're saying that these guys are terrorists? The truckers are terrorists? No, it goes farther than that. You are funding a terrorist organization. So by default, you also are involved in terrorism. But even beyond that, this is aimed at, you know, give, send, go. Because the other uh, crowdfunding source decided they this is beyond this is too dangerous they're not going to do it because they just don't like these truckers they're terrorists you know so they pulled out and tried to hold the money so give send go came up and they said we'll do it this is not just aimed at them give send go requires some sort of mechanism another party to take your credit card and process from your bank in to give send go they're attacking anyone like they will with the blaze when they come and they will come to shut down the blaze they will say you know what the blaze can do whatever they want of course if you are somebody who is a payment processor i wouldn't be involved in that and that cuts off all of our funding that cuts off our banking our our ability to reach out to you and ask you for your credit card number so you can be a monthly subscriber. That's what's coming, gang. 
and they're doing it right now just under uh, the auspices of uh, the truckers and this emergency, uh, uh, you know, dangerous terrorist activity. Do I have this right or wrong, Justin? No, you're 100% right. This is actually not really about truckers. This is not even really about just what's going on in Canada. This is about resistance at, and, and, at any level, anywhere in the world. You're yes. not allowed to yes. resist. We're going to close all the off-ramps. That's what this is fundamentally about. I would get your, ma- your money out of those big banks, quite honestly, and I would put it in a local credit union or a very, very, very locally owned bank, something that keeps all of their money and doesn't have ties to anybody else. Uh, but uh, it's time to protect yourself. The, uh, the hordes are at the gate. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I also want to tell you, you've got to stop spending, you have to stop giving these banks more money than they deserve. And what I mean by that is they're making a killing right now, just a killing. They're getting all this money from the back door from the Fed. They're not being charged a high interest rate, but they're starting to charge you a high interest rate. If you have credit cards, that's the bank charging you. I mean, it's blood money. It really is. So what do you have? To, what do you do? Well, you have a contract, so you have to honor the contract. But what you can do is get out of those high interest credit cards uh, in a consolidation loan. You can refinance your your home mortgage. So you're not giving them more money than what is required. The people that will give you the fair shake that don't work for the banks but work for you. It's American Financing. Call American Financing now. They could literally change everything for you at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440-AmericanFinancing.net. The Great Reset is the book you need to read, or at least have Glenn read it to you. Get the audiobook wherever you get your audiobooks. Hello and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I am sitting here in uh, what used to be the garage of my, uh, my ranch. And uh, I'm just looking out the, the garage doors, and it is snowing here. If you ever watched the movie White Christmas, at the very end, you know, it hasn't snowed forever, and then Danny Kay and all of them get together, and they, they're doing this show, and at the very end, they open up the barn doors, and it's just this winter wonderland. That's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, little bunny rabbits running around in the snow. It is it's incredible. Being outside of a huge city uh, or even a particular region really gives you different perspective on what America is uh, because it's not what you see on TV. It's not what you see online. Um, We're just a different place. Uh, I wanted to bring on a guy who uh, knows this firsthand. His name is Bob Barnes. He's 52 years old. He lives in Syracuse, New York. And um, he started riding his bike to go to all 50 capitals. He's going to have a hard time with Alaska and Hawaii. Um, but he's, uh, he's riding his bike to the capitals. He started August 1st, tw- uh, 2021. He's still on the road. He has cycled 
about 8,000 miles, visited 26 capitals in Washington, D.C., and I wanted to bring him on. Uh, Bob, welcome. Yes. Hey, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. You bet. I really wanted to talk to you about, I mean, I could go on and on about, I think you're nuts for cycling all the way across the United States. You know, if God wanted us to do that, he wouldn't have allowed us to invent the car. Uh, but that's a different story. What, I, what I'd really like to know, Bob, is what are you experiencing that you didn't expect to experience while you're out on the road? Well, um, like you said, what you see on TV and the Internet isn't really what you see when you come out here in the United States. Every state I go through, every town I go through, I experience the same I call it it's kindness of others or random acts of kindness mm-hmm. and just a genuine sense of camaraderie, believe it or not. Um, and as I go, my confidence builds more and more that this is going to keep going. So that's what I'm experiencing across the board. Now, do you think this is just the endorphins that I guess cycling gives you? I don't know myself. I've never done it, but... I mean, you must feel really good as well because you're exercising like you are every. How many miles do you go every day? I go uh, about 43 miles a day. That's my total average um, counting every day. Um, but as far as endorphins, yeah, I'll get endorphins when I head into a capital city. I'll get excited. But I keep myself in check, and I make sure I'm, I'm looking at things from the right perspective, like you brought up. Um, everything's from a different perspective out here, and it's just I analyze what I'm seeing, and I try to be true with myself and honest with myself. And try, I don't sugarcoat things or, you know, things like that. I just uh, I, I put what I see in front of me and show others that that's what's going on. So what is the difference between when you first started cycling, because you were still kind of in, you know, coronavirus lockdown a lot of places, uh, and what you're seeing now? Has the country changed? Well, you know what? Um, It it was fascinating that it changed state to state. I didn't really get caught up in the whole COVID thing. It didn't slow me down or anything. There were just different mandates in each town or each state or each county um, or each restaurant even. Um, But it really didn't slow me down. But right now um, in Arkansas, everything's pretty much wide open. And where do you have left to go? Where are you going next? uh, well, I just left Little Rock. That was capital number 27. I'm heading south down to Baton Rouge. That'll be number 28. So I'll take care of the southern. I got like four more capitals down south. Then I'll head up the east coast, and then I'll head back across the United States in the, nor- in the northern tier to, to, to Washington, and then I'll pedal up to, uh, to Alaska. Have you ever been to the Dakotas? Yes. You ever been to the Dakotas? You have. I've, because there's I've a the reason North- they named it the they there's a reason they named it the Badlands. It's a it's really appropriate. I don't know if you know that. I you know what? I know, I've heard of the Badlands, but I don't know why. Uh yeah, because they're bad. When you're there's not uh, a soul to be seen. Not a soul to be seen forever. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd have an extra spare, I don't know, everything with you as you're biking through the Badlands. That'd well, be quite I, an I, experience. I do appreciate challenges, so I'll look forward to that, actually. And yeah. um, 
And, and, and once I get there, I will, in my head, I'll connect the dots to you and I'll be like, this is what Glenn was talking about. Well, you have to also on the way in the middle of that area is a place called wall drug. And I saw, I was driving and I saw advertisements leaving Chicago and I'm like, what a drugstore. Why would you in the middle of the bed? Why? By the time you get there, you have to stop for a couple of reasons. They've made it into some unbelievable place, which is pretty cool. Uh, but also, it's the first sign of civilization for hundreds and hundreds of miles. It's crazy. All right. I'll look for it. Best place you have found so far. And well, uh, as far as as far as scenery goes, um, I got to say the West Coast of California coming over Big Sur. Um, because mm. th- it's just the view and the sunsets and it took me like three days to do it's it. Beautiful. So I got to appreciate, yeah, every day. And I got to sleep up there on the cliffs and it was nice. Um, but as far as like, uh, an experience from an actual capital, I'd have to say Jefferson city. And that's because when I rolled up, mm. I didn't know what was, there was, I didn't know what was going on, but there was uh, they were actually having the state bar graduation. So I got to experience the actual graduation and, and see the state Supreme uh, Court judges up there and see the proud parents and the happy graduates. And that, that oh, was a nice cool. experience. Yeah, that's cool. Why did you decide to do this again? Uh, well, uh, there's a bunch of reasons, but uh, personal challenge. Um, and I also bring awareness to drug or uh, not drug blood donation. Um, I donate blood as I travel. So I've donated three pints of blood since I've been out here. Did you talk to your doctor before? I mean, they give me a cookie and say, sit down for a while. You just get right back yep. on the bike. I, I, I get on the bike. For example, I, I pedaled 20 miles to the to give blood. And then after I gave blood, I pedaled another 26 miles. Holy cow. Holy cow. Well, you are much more of an adventurer than I am. Uh, You know, I just look at it through a book. Wow, that that looks like quite a... Have you reached the point yet where you've crossed the mountains and thought, I would have never made it as a pioneer? Yes. Yep. Um, Especially especially Donner Donner Pass. Donner Pass is... Yes. But you know the stories about Donner Pass, so that's in your head, and you're like, holy moly. Nope, nope. Yeah. They put... Yeah. Yeah, and if you come from the east and you're crossing the mountains and then you cross into and it's desert forever, you kind of want to kill the scout, too, that was telling you <laughs> we should cross these mountains <laughs> when I, it's beautiful I, I in Denver. Oh, I don't know how they right. did it. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, been a, it's, it's a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much. Uh, how can we follow you? Oh, uh, on Facebook, it's Bibbery Travels, B-I-B-B-E-R-Y. Okay. Uh, it's great I to talk to you. That. Thank you so much, Bob. Appreciate it. You, you bet. You t- God bless. You too, Glenn. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. You too. Bob Barnes, uh, cycling all 50 states. Stu, you're in a camp run by the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they say, and they say we're going to kill you unless you cycle all the way across the country <laughs> not even visit every state just cycle all the way across the country mm-hmm. do you just say go ahead shoot me now i mean it seems like both end in death anyway so you might as well go with a quick one <laughs> <laughs> never never would i cycle across the country oh my gosh it sounds horrible and i know there's so many people in our audience that are like 
Oh, it would be the best. No. Get me a big, you know, tour bus, and maybe, maybe I'll think about it. All right, let me tell you, we have to talk to uh, Stu about what it was like in California at the uh, Super Bowl here in just a second. Uh, First, Robert wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I didn't think Relief Factor was working (laughs) until I ran out mid-month. After about three days, the pain was back to where it started, and that's when I realized just how much Relief Factor was helping. Turns out it works really great. Thank you so much, Robert. You at least ran out. I was just, ah, oh, this isn't working. There's no way. I'm going to stop taking it, see if my pain comes back. Ow! It's, uh, it's an amazing thing. When it works, you just go back to living life the way you used to. Relief Factor created by doctors to help your body reduce inf- inflammation, which is a major source of pain, and most of all of our problems in our bodies come from inflammation. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have already ordered Relief Factor. About 70% of them go on to order more. 70%, it works. Just try it. Take it three times a day. Take it for uh, three weeks and just see. Once you stop, you'll know for sure. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. This is the Glenn Back Program. So back from California, Super Bowl. By the way, 111 million people watch this game. Uh, so people are back to the NFL. If they were if they were taking a break last year, they're back to it, and one of the highest uh, rank uh, rated Super Bowl in uh, I think since 2017, and uh, obviously a really competitive game. One of the things I, I was really interesting being there, and was a different understanding that I think I would have had if I did, but I wasn't out in California. I assume everybody on conservative media made the point that at the game. And nobody was masked, let alone the celebrities. I mean, nobody was. There were no masks in the stadium basically at all. And, you know, the hypocrisy was on full display from many of these celebrities who have been chastising all of us for our unhealthy uh, ways of living. I mean, you know, to take advice like that from Sean Penn is really uh, that's really that's really that's a painful one to have to deal with. But I think the thing that's missed a little bit if you weren't out there was. This was not just a Super Bowl thing. It was not just a celebrity thing. I mean, the city, which I sort of picture as this like uh, North Korean detention center at this point, honestly felt pretty normal. I know that's strange to say, but it there really weren't a lot of people wearing masks around town. There really weren't. Um, there weren't a lot of masked Nazis out yelling at you for not doing things. It seemed pretty normal. Now, of course, it's California, so the weather was really nice. And a lot of people were outside and eating outside. There was definitely higher mask usage in California than Texas, particularly outdoors. There was you know, still a small percentage, but there were some people outdoors. But the overwhelming uh, vibe you got was that you could pretty much do what you wanted. 
Now, there was a couple of exceptions to this. There's supposed to be a vaccine requirement, I heard at least, at the Super Bowl. That at no point where it was anything checked. I never saw anything like that at the at the game. I don't know if they were doing it in other places, but did not see that at all. In fact, the only place that they were actually really enforcing the vaccine mandate w- was at the Shaquille O'Neal event, who was a guy who was just in the media arguing against vaccine mandates, which was very strange. But you almost get the sense now, this is different than it was a year ago or two years ago, but you get the sense now that there's a wide disparity between policy and practice in these places. That there is a total difference, a disconnect from the things you talk, you hear about from the leaders and not just what they're doing personally, but also how these policies are actually being enforced. You know, it, it, in a way, L.A. felt like with the COVID restrictions, it felt like a speed limit. You know, in theory, there's a 30 mile an hour speed limit on my road. That is not in practice what it goes on. And it seems like there's a, a lot more of that today than there was a year ago, six months ago, two years ago. And you can look at that in a bunch of different ways, but I think the most important way to look at it is that you're winning. These are the policies and the practices that conservatives have been advocating for how long. And we kept saying what, what, what we want out of this is not, you know, the laws, whatever. The laws, the, these leaders are going to do what they do and they're going to harass you for all the things that, that, that they want you to stop doing. But what the way this ends is that people just stand up and start doing these things. They start living their lives. They stop paying attention to all of this nonsense. And I will say, there was encouraging signs of that, even in Los Angeles. And that's what's, I think, crucial here. This is not just a bunch of conservatives saying we won't listen to you anymore this is also a bunch of you know moderates it's a bunch of liberals it's a bunch of democrats it's a bunch of independents it's all of us you know sure there are those people there's you're still gonna get you know fauci on tv telling you you gotta mask up uh, with you know with your two-year-old at your home outside alone but in reality in the actual world where people live, we are in a totally different situation than I think is being portrayed in media, certainly by these leaders. I mean, you could go into whatever restaurant you wanted to. I I think I had maybe one vaccine check at a restaurant. Uh, So, I mean, there there are things to improve. And I will say the number one thing to improve here would be the, 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 the schools. The fact that kids are still being masked up in many schools while celebrities are out there gallivanting at the Super Bowl without masks on is so completely insulting to any rational thought. It can't be overstated. But those things are even falling away in blue states now. And, you know, all of this stuff we've talked about all this time is happening because people just decided to stand up and do it and say, you know what? This is our country. These are our lives. We're just going to wind up going out and doing these things. And we're no longer going to be victims of all of the craziness we hear from health authorities and politicians and celebrities. No, we're done. And it's ending because of that. This is the Glenn Beck Program.